0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
1: Amex. here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought...
1: So our lead to begin the festivities here in the Hootenanny is from the world of make-believe. It's a football story. It's another story about an NFL coach who has, for lack of a better way to describe it, stepped in doo-doo. Uh, now, this is the time on the calendar where we're, we're about a month and a half away from the NFL draft, but free agency is getting underway, the festivities, roster movement, and all that. So teams have their executives and their coaches go out and speak, and they all say nothing. And, uh, but we get to goof on them because they say silly things, like the Texans head coach, this guy David Culley. Now, David Culley's the last coach hired in the NFL. He's the guy no one had ever heard of who became the head coach in Houston. He is the man of the hour. Literally and figuratively, the man of the hour. Now, if you did not see this, if you did not hear it, perhaps you missed it. You're not up on your Houston Texans news conferences. Bad job by you. So uh, David Coley there was at the dais. He spoke with reporters, all this stuff being done mostly virtually, and was asked about the offseason plans. He was there to talk about his first year as head coach of the Texans, and he was asked the obligatory question about Deshaun Watson and that is when things went sideways. As Warner Wolf would say back in the day, let's go to the audio tape.
5: Hey, Coach Connelly, you've said repeatedly the team is committed to uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, is he committed to you and the team? Yes, he is. How do you know that?
0: Well, he's a Houston Texan. And and, and, and again, uh, I, I, I know that I feel like that with the commitment that we've made to him and and i feel like that that same commitment will be there uh with us also moving forward okay <laughs> so can
1: you yikes oh man uh yeah he's uh, deshaun watson committed to the texans yes he is how do you know oh that's the hard question the follow-up question the follow-up question so Uh, As we discuss here, when you first saw this David Coley, or heard it in the case of being on radio, when you first heard David Coley, the Texans uh, news conference there about Deshaun Watson, that was the highlight of it. What do you think? So I've got Alter Ego, Benjamin Franklin, and Laundry Basket. And we will tie all of these things together. Now, A, David Coley was... To be very fair and accurate, because you can't see what I could see because you're not looking at the clip that I'm looking at, David Coley was drowning on camera during this escapade, and there was no lifeguard on duty. You know, they had to sign up, no lifeguard on duty. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. It was even worse when you actually look at the, the video. And so I would like to do a classic frame-by-frame, Zabruder film-style breakdown. Now, it started innocent enough, the waters were calm. Coley was absolutely fine with the initial question about Deshaun Watson. He confidently said, yes, he is. Yes, he is committed to the Texans." And then one thing led to another. He was asked by the reporter, you heard the follow-up, how do you know? And those four words, how do you know, with a question mark at the end, one of the hardest questions to answer because Coley, he started out all right. He started out. His rebuttal was all right. He's a Houston Texan. Uh, But then the tide turned. He didn't drop the mic. He didn't say he's a Houston Texan and move on. One thing led to another, and uh, the coach kept talking, and he had a shovel. Uh, in his hand, a theoretical shovel, and he kept digging himself a bigger and bigger hole. And so, in this case, the new coach of the Texans, David Culley, his alter ego is Pinocchio. That's a, you, you could see the man's nose growing. Uh, we mentioned in a previous episode of this show the book. And it's a pretty good book. I recommend it if you're into these kind of things. The How to Spot Lies like the FBI. It's a couple years old now. It's a great tool if you do a sports talk radio show. yeah, It really is. Uh, because we parse the words and the body language of coaches and people in sports. And David Culley, the coach in Houston, had several tells. Two in particular, rapid blinking. Blink, 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 blink. Uh, and head shaking. Head shaking. Oh, yeah. All over the place. And the the book says when you're stressed, From lying, people will often blink in rapid succession. And he really started blinking in that second part of the answer. He's a Houston Texan. And and then when people shake their head while saying something, they've just denied what they're saying. Uh, That's another tell according to that book. So there was a couple of them right there for the coach in Houston. Now, part B of this. Like anything, there's there's two sides, right? There's uh, there's my side, well, this is just absurd, this is silly, this is funny. And then there's other people who are, believe it or not, because we live in 2021, painting David Coley as an innocent victim, right? As an innocent victim in all this, which is patently absurd. Uh, I know victimhood is very popular right now, but it's just bull crap. I mean, Coley was not blindsided. The Deshaun Watson story has... Been everywhere. Hello. Uh, It has overshadowed the NFL offseason. It didn't just appear out of thin air, didn't just grab it out of the sky. I mean, Coley made numerous variations of comments. You know, in that, we we played one clip, which I thought was the highlight that we we don't need to play any others than that. But uh, interviewed by state sponsored NFL media, he said Deshaun Watson's our quarterback right now. Right or some variation of right now, which is a play on what the Rams did with Jared Goff before he was sent packing to Michigan from Los Angeles. So, and, and the way I look at this, uh, the only plausible excuse that David Coley would have to to be unaware um, would be if he was suffering from amnesia, if he had amnesia. Maybe that would be the case. I don't think he lives in a vacuum. I'm pretty sure about that. So if you're the Texans head coach, you've been hired as the new coach, you're going to meet with the media. Can't you telegraph the questions about Deshaun Watson? I mean, seriously. So we've all heard the adage that success is, what, 90% preparation. It's only 10% perspiration. So it's it's, it's another quote. Ben, Benjamin Franklin had a uh, a great quote. It was attributed to him. Who knows if he actually said it million years ago but by failing to prepare you are preparing to fail. So bad job by Culley. He was not prepared uh, and, and he just stumbled and mumbled and yeah. All right, la the news conference monster got him. Yeah, the news conference monster got him. All right, last word here. So David Coley is the perfect coach for the Texans. I am more convinced after seeing this news conference than ever Right, from everything that I have been reading here about Jack Easterby and Nick Casario, a couple of old Patriot guys, they wanted a figurehead on the sidelines. These two guys, Easterby and Casario, are micro managers. And Coley, listen, this guy's a football lifer. He's paid his dues, and he was the benefactor of the Peter Principle. You are promoted until you reach your highest level of incompetence and you remain there. His highest level of incompetence was as a position coach and someone that's on the staff and bounces around from team to team to team but never a coordinator, never able to call plays. And then the Texans give this guy the break of a lifetime. This is the real-life Lou Brown from Major League, right, when make-believe becomes all too real. Coley went from working, in my head, at a virtual tire store to coaching an NFL team. And uh, you can, can file a David Coley in the, in the laundry basket as a sock puppet, as a sock puppet, until proven otherwise. All right? I understand. You've got to walk the line. This is a great opportunity. No one ever was going to hire this guy as a coach. and Otherwise, he'd be selling tires. And so, uh, you know, you got to walk the line, keep your nose clean, and uh, parrot the company line, get that big check. But really, Jack Easterby and Nick Casario in Houston are what's known as puppeteering, right? They're, they're the ones pulling the strings here. And despite all the noise, we keep hearing the Texans still have not had any discussions about actually trading Deshaun Watson, which is actually a smart move. You know, we goof on the Texans and all that. They're fun. It's a nice punching bag. We like to punch on them and goof on them. It's a piñata. Everyone gets a swing. It's like a kid's birthday party with the Texans. But I will have, uh, not that they care about my level of appreciation, but I will have a level of appreciation for the Texans if they play hardball. They're going to suck anyway. So uh, why not crank things up a couple of notches here with Deshaun Watson, who less than a year ago signed the extension. With Again, I keep repeating this because it's amazing to me. The guy that was running the show in Houston, one of the great boobs in NFL history, Bill O'Brien, and Deshaun Watson hitched his wagon to the Texans with Bill O'Brien. And so now he's complaining about Jack Easterby and and Nick Casario. And granted, they might suck also, but you already signed with a guy that sucked. And and how are they going to be any worse than Bill O'Brien? I mean, stop. Stop. Deshaun Watson
2: knew what he was getting into. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
6: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for...
6: Or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you?
1: So early this hour comes from uh, the debate room, the sports debate room, if you will here, a staple of sports talk radio is discourse uh, from, from time to time it is about the Hall of Fame, whatever sport it might be. In this case, it's football. And there were some comments made by a longtime NFL player, LaShawn McCoy, better known as Shady. Uh, he tossed his name out in a Hall of Fame discussion. I'm not sure if you. Happened to see this or not. Maybe you missed it. So Shaney McCoy recently made his case for getting in to the Hall of Fame, getting one of those gold jackets. He appeared on some podcast. McCoy made his elevator pitch to enter the eternal life for a football player uh, in the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. He said, I got the stats. I got two championships. He was very braggadocious. McCoy went on to say, a lot of these dudes have three or four good years, and they make them the greatest. I've been the best in my decade plus, he said. Everybody can't say that, close quote. All right, well, he is right about that last part, that the three or four good years, that's usually all it takes in pro football, and then that's enough. Longevity is not required to get in to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but dominance is. All right, so through the magic of radio, I'm making you a pro football hall of fame voter. How does that feel? Are you excited about that? You are giggity,
6: giggity, giggity,
1: giggity. pretty neat, right? It's the magic of race theater of the mind. So you are a Hall of Fame voter. Question You make the call. Does Lashawn McCoy get your vote for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yes or no? <laughs> no, I, I disagree. I, I say he's a Hall of Famer. I put LaShawn McCoy in the Hall of Fame, and I'm going to explain to you my rationale behind that. I've got pageant, squeeze play, and caboose. And we will lock all of these things together. Now, number one. Number one. So Shady McCoy, very confident. He's a uh, cocky spirit. Uh, and that's part of his charisma, part of his charm. Uh, he's never been a guy, going back to his, his heyday in Philly, who lacked swagger and confidence during his Eagles days. He he ran so much better than just about everyone else in the NFL. He distinguished himself as a superior player. Now, that being said, uh, I do believe he's a Hall of Famer, but I am going to slam on the brakes in terms of him being a clear lock to the Hall of Fame. Now, I have him in. I I, haven't, I don't usually put anybody in the Hall of Fame. I don't have Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame. But I would put LaShawn McCoy in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe he's going to get in. It's not written in concrete by any means. This is a political process. The Hall of Fame is a pageant. It is a beauty pageant. And there are no set criteria for voters. It is the ultimate subjective, not objective situation. And that's like... What's a Hall of Famer to me might not be a Hall of Famer to you, and that's why this is great a diatribe on sports radio. Talk about this kind of thing. So we have our requirements. We'll get to those in a second. But the actual voters—they're scattershot, right? All over. It's like a broken water heater. You know, sometimes it runs hot, sometimes it runs cold. There's a lot of gobbledygook that clouds the process or process the procedure. Now, the second point, LaShawn McCoy was a dominating force long enough that even if you're dancing at the Hater's Ball, and I've been there many times, I spent a lot of nights at the Hater's Ball, even if you're on that side of the aisle, you can concede that there was a, a domination, a supernova going on with McCoy. Now, I again, I'm Benny Brightside on this one. Under the Maller Hall of Fame criteria, the guidelines, The guidelines here, he uses the squeeze play to get in the Hall of Fame. Now, the Cliff Notes version, very simple criteria to be a Hall of Famer. Were you a regular season MVP if you're on offense? Were you a defensive player of the year if you were on defense? Were you an all-pro at least once, first-team all-pro at least once? Can the history of pro football during your era be written without mentioning your name? And you have to be able to check two boxes out of those three to be considered for a Hall of Fame. Well, if you look at the tail of the tape here, LaShawn McCoy passes that test. Now, he was never an MVP. The totality, though, of his resume is enough to get him into Canton. McCoy checks the other two boxes. He was a two-time All-Pro, and you say, Well, wait, wait a minute. You can tell the history of pro football during this era without LaShawn McCoy? Oh, really? You might want to take a look at the NFL's all-decade team for the 2010s, all right? He was on there. He's one of four running backs. Shady McCoy had more rushing yards in that decade than all of his contemporaries, including Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, and Frank Gore, the other running backs that were there. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but he wasn't as good. And, yeah, but he didn't go as far as in the playoffs in those days. In his Halcyon days, Shady McCoy was a wrecking ball for the Eagles. And remember, he was there at the end of the Donovan McNabb run, and they had a revolving door in the quarterback room in Philly. They, he, his first year, I believe, McNabb was there. Then they brought Michael Vick in, the Puppy Killer. Then they had Nick Foles, and so McCoy through that entire time was a force multiplier. All right, final point. So one of the popular arguments made against LaShawn McCoy as a Hall of Fame back uh, is that he didn't win a Super Bowl in his prime. And while he certainly picked up two rings here at the end, the last couple of years, he happened to be on the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, that was when he was riding the coattails of Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And that part, I'm not going to disagree with, 100% true. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, the last couple of years, was riding the caboose He was in the caboose, and he only played three snaps in seven postseason games and got two Super Bowls out of it, which really is the point of all this. It's a teachable moment. The reason that will not damage LaShawn McCoy's future chances at the Hall of Fame, and you're not going to like this if you're a a lover of the ring, right? The ring's the, oh, it's all about the ring and all that. You're going to clutch your pearls on this one because – Listen, you might want to turn up the volume on this. Championships are not individual awards. They are team awards, right? Which is why when you vote for a Hall of Fame, it is the very last criteria that one looks at whether or not someone should get in the Hall of Fame. LaShawn McCoy had a better NFL career, as I said, than Eli Manning. Now, the low-information fan cannot grasp this. What about the championships? Yeah, but Eli won the Super Bowl a couple of times. Okay. Uh, listen, as far as impact, Eli Manning was an average NFL quarterback who got hot a couple times in the playoffs. Whoopty damn do Shady McCoy was a dominating force, an all-decade player. Eli Manning was not. He simply was not. Now, we will be able to revisit this debate in future years. Consider this an appetizer. You might want to go back for reference purposes later on. The main course is still to come because players – are not even eligible for the Hall of Fame for five seasons after they retire. And LaShawn McCoy was playing this year. So we will revisit this in 2026. Holy crap, 2026. Uh, and uh, McCoy, that if assuming he doesn't play anymore, and he really hasn't played much in two years, then uh, LaShawn McCoy will have the opportunity to uh, go in the Hall of Fame or at least be on the ballot in 20. 20- Twenty-six.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. All right, here we go.
1: Here we go.
2: Right it's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. My
1: right, third degree is made possible by
5: Farmers Insurance. Call Farmers today for a quote. Koopaloop. A week or so ago, you said that you think the Denver Broncos should pursue a trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Well, now Matt Rule is telling the media that Bridgewater is their quarterback and nothing has changed since the end of the offseason. Now, Ben, do you think Bridgewater is starting for the Panthers come the regular season?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm still going no. The, the Panthers have to find someone to take Bridgewater off their hands. Teddy Bridgewater has two years and $40 million left on his contract. He's an average NFL player Carolina's actions indicate they don't want him on the team. I know they said recently some things, but the words to me are meaningless because the Panthers included Teddy Bridgewater in a trade to try to get Matthew Stafford. Hello? Uh, They don't deny that, right? They don't deny that. The owner wants to, to sound the alarm bells and trade the deed to the franchise to get Deshaun Watson. However, the Texans are apparently not interested. It's a fluid situation. The smart money says... At worst, Carolina drafts a quarterback and then trades Bridgewater around that time.
5: Next! Now it is being reported that the San Antonio Spurs and LaMarcus Aldridge have agreed that the, uh, he will not return to the team, one of those mutual parting of the ways. Uh, uh,
1: such an NBA move.
5: Yes, uh, the Spurs uh, believe that they will land a deal for him within the next week. Ben, do you think uh, LaMarcus Aldridge ends up on a contender?
1: 100% on this one. Now, LaMarcus Aldridge, the advanced stats say he sucks, he blows. Uh, I, I disagree with that. Uh, Mark, LaMarcus Aldridge is a decent player. He's a, on a good team and a limited role. He'd be good. He's got a decent reputation. The Spurs claim they want to make a trade. You look at a team like the Celtics. They have a trade exemption of $28 million. Celtics can trade a trade exemption to get LaMarcus Aldridge. Boom, done. The Miami Heat could send Kelly Olynyk and some spare parts to get LaMarcus Aldridge. And as a backup, 20 to 25 minutes, that's not a bad guy to have. He could go back to Portland. The Trailblazers could bring LaMarcus Aldridge back. Now, he will end up on a good team within a couple
5: of weeks. Next! Now, the uh, commissioner of the Canadian Football League has told the media that they have been having discussions about a collaboration with the XFL. Ben, do you think the combined forces of these two leagues will pay dividends? All right, so this doesn't make a lot of sense
1: because, first of all, it's simply about Dwayne Johnson, right? There is no XFL. They don't have any players. They have no coaches. They have no franchises. They have nothing. There's nothing they can add to the CFL at this point other than the Rock. That's it. They've got the Rock. Uh, but it, it's it's a collabor- collaboration that would establish, I, I guess, credibility more for the XFL. The Canadian football, he's been around forever. They didn't play in 2020 because of COVID. Um. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. There is no XFL right now. I mean, the the CFL is just trying to float above water and get back in play. All right, there it is, Coop Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You pass this edition.
2: That's a winner. Put it on the board. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
4: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
3: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many.
2: Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week.
1: All right, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Every single week at about this time. And let's get right into the jokes. Do we have our, our Chuckles the Clown? Is he standing by or no? We're efforting Chuckles the Clown, but we'll get the joke started anyway. He's there. Oh, yeah, he is I'm there. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. All right. I like that, Weedman. You you fully embrace the lame jokes and no other part of the show. I like that about you. You this is your bit. This is your this is your opportunity right here. Yes,
4: pretty much.
1: Hey, right. Scott and oh, Give me a job. Weedman, hippie, job. Ten seconds. On. He's com. begging for a job. Okay, all hey, right. Tell me money. One cent at a time. All right. Well, uh, Pepperidge Farms has just signed Lizzo to a contract. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they want her to be their new role model. <laughs> uh, chip in the queue, or chip, uh, chip from Maine, rather. I got my chips mixed up. Uh, chip in Maine. Uh, what do you call Lizzo tripping on LSD? Uh, I don't know. What do you call that? Uh, fatty acid is what you. <laughs> 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 uh, what happened that to what happened to Pepe Le Pew and the Cat in the Hat? Uh, what happened? Lizzo ate him. That's what happened. That's uh, Kurt from Earth who sent that one in. Uh, uh, Why does uh, Lizzo listen to every Ben Maller show? Oh, I I don't know. Why does she do that? She's a huge fan, Eddie. She's a huge fan. (laughs) (laughs) One of the biggest Uh, fans we have. Yes, uh, Surfer Todd, the comedian. What do you call Lizzo behind the wheel? (laughs) I don't know. What do you call that? Stuck. (laughs) that's from just josh did you hear authorities released the cause of tiger woods accident no i didn't yeah apparently he initially swerved to avoid a lizzo that's what happened that's daryl who sent that one in what happened when lizzo was a guest on uh, food Picks with marcel Uh, i don't know what happened marcel picked oodles of noodles lizzo picked Everything else, everything. <laughs> so, Nate the beer guy who sent that one in. These guys love these Lizzo jokes. What did Lizzo get? Uh, why did Lizzo get denied access to the restaurant? Uh, I don't know. Why did, why did that happen? Well, apparently they couldn't social distance or took from the rest of the patrons, Eddie. So, they had to. <laughs> yeah, that's Nate the, okay. Nate the beer guy who sent that one in. Uh, why were Lizzo and Tammy in Montana separated by police? I don't know. Why did the police get involved? Uh, apparently dogfighting illegal. Uh, so uh, who knows? That's uh, oh. not right. Milkman Ryan, that's not right. Coop, got something? Wrong. You got something,
5: Coop? I got a bunch I'm going to send you, by the way. Well, right Ben, I, I find all of these obese jokes about Lizzo pretty horrible. You know, don't you, Why think, do she, I? Don't you think she has enough on her plate already? <laughs> ah. 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 That's, from, that's, from,
1: that's funny. That's from JJ Bro. Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, What kind of insurance does Joe Biden carry? Uh, I don't know what what kind of insurance. President Biden carries progressive, not
2: farmers.
1: (laughs) That's from just Josh. Did you hear that Dak is now the second highest paid person on Jerry's payroll? Oh, really? Who's the higher uh, paid person? Well, the the highest is great at the suction technique, uh, Eddie. That's... uh, Bill, wants the, Bill and I wants the mallard drop. Uh, he would like that. There you go. All right. How bad did cancel culture beat rape this week? What? 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 How bad did cancel culture beat rape this uh, week? What? I don't know. They, they skunked it. So a, it was a Pepe Le Pew joke, uh, Eddie. Was, uh, was oh, a, Pepe uh, Le Pew! That's the smell
2: Pepe Le Pew, I wasn't the only one who didn't get it. Racist. That. Hello, Pepe.
1: Yes. Uh, all right. Let's skip over some of these here. Uh, did you hear that? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I did hear that Baker Mayfield will be starring in a true life movie based around him and his wife seeing a UFO. Oh no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's called Close Encounters of the Third and Long. Is what it's called. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Milkman Mike.
2: There's aliens out there.
1: Milkman Mike in Colorado. Did you, of that. did you know that Baker Mayfield has been inspired by retired aliens. players turned broadcasters? No, I didn't know that. That's right. When he retires, he plans to host coast to coast. He's going to replace George <laughs> Miller. So that's exciting. <laughs> that's a uh, smiling Josh <laughs> in the. 319, uh, which singer is a locksmith's favorite? Uh, I don't know which singer is a locksmith's favorite. Alicia Keys, of course. Come on. Keys. <laughs> ah, Eric. Uh,
5: uh,
1: Eric from uh, Iowa. Uh, Eric in Iowa also said this one. In. Did you hear the Astros have a dictator on their roster? No, I didn't hear that. He's the leader of North Korea. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, you want a uh, Jeffrey Epstein joke? You looking for that, Eddie? You want, you oh, boy. Uh, Sir? Am I? All right, one of the last things Jeffrey Epstein said to the guards was, high five, Eddie, right? He said high five, but apparently they just left him hanging. So, uh, so <laughs> Kimberly sent that one. That was <laughs> a woman sending that joke in? How about that? Uh, yes, uh, from... Uh, the uh, John the jailer's household, I think. I don't know. All right, uh, let's see what is next. Here, Coopy, anything else over there, Coop? Anything right now? <laughs> I mean, uh, or? Um... Be careful, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you some very interesting
5: uh, jokes there, but uh, I'll go with this. One. I'll go with a safe one for right now. All right. Uh, what, what's the one color Lizzo cannot wear? Um, I, I, I don't know. I... Yellow. Everyone just yells taxi as she walks by. Oh. <laughs> that was awesome from JJ, bro. Uh, what do
1: Marcel in Brooklyn and astronauts on the space station have in common? Oh, boy. I have no idea. They both eat crappy food. Clearly. <laughs> uh, it's, not, uh, it's not good at all. All right. Let's see. We'll skip over some of these. Uh, wh- why does Half Pint hate St. Patrick's Day? Oh, it's an interesting question. I don't know. Why does she hate it? Well, because she always gets mistaken for a leprechaun. It's a big pain in the ass. Uh, mm. Eek in Roseville, oh. Minnesota. Why does Beer Drinking Brian think he's actually Irish? I don't know why. Because his liver's green. Oh. It's uh, Eek in Roseville again. And what is Beer Drinking Brian's college alma mater? Oh, I don't know. Drunken State. Drunken <laughs> State. Oh, yeah. All right. Why does the Ben Maller Show crew and a – what does the Ben Maller Show crew and a herd of milk cows have in common? I don't know. They all love farmers. So oh. average, Joe, average Joe in Minnesota – Sent that one in. By the way, I want to point out this portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by, yeah, you guessed it, Farmers Insurance. <laughs> Call 1 888 Farmers and you can save a whole lot of something on We Are Farmers <laughs> Auto Insurance. All right. How do you make Whoopi Pie Blair laugh on a Monday? How? Tell him a joke on a Friday and he'll uh, <laughs> uh, Eric from. <laughs> oh. Eric from Iowa, why is LeBron James mad at Warner Brothers Animation? Uh, I don't know why. Because they canceled Pepe Le Pew from Space Jam 2 and not LeBron James. There you go.
2: Hello, Pepe.
1: I think I screwed that up, Tom. I think I screwed yeah, up the punchline. Yeah. That's a bad job by me. It was <laughs> such a good joke. And it was, uh, I was supposed to say my name, but I feel weird saying my name, and it's odd. Uh, how does uh, Ben Maller pick players for fantasy? Well, I don't know. How, do, how does he do that? By the handful. How does, Robert, how does Roberto <laughs> pick players for fantasy? I don't know. By the vanful. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, <just> Josh. <laughs> it's not right, Josh. How dare you? How dare you? What is, what, is it called? what is it called when Roberto drops his lunch on the floor? <laughs> I don't know. A taco fall is what it's called. <laughs> it's Eric from Iowa again. All right, let's pause for the cause here. We've got racist. we might have to spill this into next hour, Weed Man. So you might have to stand by. We have plenty of more jokes. We got the Tammy roast, and then we'll push back the Weed Man roast to next hour. Okay, Weed Man, yes? All right. Big Ben's lame jokes of the
2: week continue next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And right back to
1: the jokes we go. This portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by Farmers Insurance. Call Farmers today for a quote. And the jokes roll on here. What was the hey Ben,
2: rea- say hello to Lisa.
1: Hi, Lisa. <laughs> oh, I think I hear her. Wow, yeah, she said married? something. The legendary Lisa. All right. What was the reaction of the girlfriends who heard their boyfriends on the show saying that they'll be proposing to them? I don't know. What was their reaction? Nothing. No women listen to the show. <laughs> That's what <Kurt> was... <laughs> After I just said hello to Lisa. All right. Hey, where uh, did...
6: are the white women at? Uh,
1: where Lisa is. Uh, did you hear that Whoopi Pie Blair has a new favorite former Clipper? No, I didn't hear that. What's so, Eric, uh, it's actually uh, Pooh Richardson. That's from Eric in Iowa who sent that one. Uh, there you go. Jumping on that. Um, what did Half Pint do when her John Deere got a flat? Uh, I don't know. What'd she do? She took it to Drew Brees because she heard that he's looking to retire. He wants to retire the, uh, yeah. So we he right. man started laughing before the actual punchline. That's, 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 that's what we're Drew like. Drew. That How joke. would Half Pint break up with beer-drinking Brian? oh perish that thought, but how? She'd send him a John Deere letter, is what yeah. she would send. Let's say John <laughs> In, uh, uh, Toledo, we thank you for that. Uh, let's see here. Did you know that Tom Brady's coming out with his own brand of tequila? I did not know that. Yeah, it will be called TB.12 is what it's going to be called. Call oh, so, <laughs> Rick in Southern California, Northridge, has sent that one in. Uh, All right. Uh, Here's one from George in Rochester, Minnesota. He says, a meteor shook buildings and windows in northern Vermont and Canada on Sunday night. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Wow. Yeah, people assumed the noise was just from Arnie Spanier, so that's, uh, that's it. Uh, probably was. <laughs> Our Columbia, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right. Uh, why did the cops show up to beer drinking Brian's house? Uh, I don't know why. They could hear his liver crying out for help all the way across town, Eddie, all the way across town. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milkman uh, sent that one in. Well, what is the difference between uh, Marcel Marceau and Marcel in Brooklyn? Uh, I don't know. What's the difference? You want to hear one of them talk and the other to shut up is what you would like to hear.
5: That's uh, Johnny
1: Pie in Toledo. Coop, you got anything over there, Coop?
5: Yeah, I got one. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Uh, why did the sperm cross the road? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because Weedman put on the wrong socks that morning. Wow, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> All right, uh, that's from
1: Aussie Momentum. We got some Tammy in uh, Montana uh, jokes about her. Uh, what do Tammy in Montana and Montana native Ted Kaczynski have in common? Uh, I don't know. They both bombed with the opposite sex. Uh, That's from Just Josh. Uh, What is the last thing Tammy said to her boyfriend when they broke up? Uh, What'd she say? At least we're still cousins. Uh, That's Ozzy
2: Momento.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think this is is also from Ozzy here because it's vicious. Uh, What is the uh, only chance Tammy has of getting a smoking hot body? Uh, What is the only chance? Cremation. Wow.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, that's bad.
1: We're going to have the Tammy rebuttal uh, later on in the Weed Man roast and all that. I mean, the joke, they never end, Eddie. These jokes just keep going
4: on and on and on and on and on and on and on. on. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
7: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every
3: hit, every inning, every play. From the
7: moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365.